0: Welcome to the Catching Health Podcast. I'm Diane Atwood, your own personal health reporter. What do you think is the number one New Year's resolution? It's to lose weight. Now, supposedly, one-third of all New Year's resolutions are broken by February. And what is the number one resolution that gets broken? It's lose weight. I've got a weight loss expert on the Catching Health Podcast today. Jackie Kahn. Jackie is the general manager of Weight Watchers of Maine. She's also what she calls a Weight Watchers success story. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the Catching Health Podcast. Thanks for having me. You are here to help us understand why, no matter what time of year it is, many people have a hard time losing weight, why diets fail, and what you think is a better approach weight loss. Now, I know that's a lot to cover. But could you begin by sharing your own story with us?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I I call myself a weight loss battle veteran because I've fought my weight so many times. And I did discover when I was quite young in my teens how to lose weight. Um, And it, it wasn't a way to keep it off. It was just a really good way to lose weight. And also a very unhealthy way to lose weight. And and I would always revert to my unhealthy, sure plan, you know, surefire weight loss plan, and that was two donuts for breakfast and a cup of black coffee, and a junior hot fudge sundae for lunch, and nothing else for the rest of the day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, but but it worked. The problem was it was nothing that I, I couldn't stick with that, and um, but I would always go back to that every time I needed to lose weight until I had two girls, one was five, one was three, and I had just had another baby. And I was trying to get my weight off. And so I was going back to that plan. And my five-year-old daughter was in kindergarten and she was really watching what I was doing. She was questioning, how come you don't eat breakfast with us? Why do you get to have donuts for breakfast and we have to have oatmeal? And I'd say, because oatmeal is a growing food and I don't need to grow anymore. You have the excuses they wouldn't be around. <laughs> they wouldn't be she wouldn't be around to see what I had for lunch. And then when it was time for dinner, she'd say, Mom, why do you never eat dinner with us? And I'd say, because I don't need to grow anymore. I don't need dinner anymore. And I realize she's she's questioning me. She's watching this and I'm teaching her something I don't want her to know. So that was when I joined Weight Watchers, and and I needed to get back to regular meals and healthier eating and eating with the family, fixing one meal for everybody. Um, It wasn't as quick as the way I used to lose weight, but far more effective, and I've now maintained my weight loss for about 25 years. That's wonderful. You're an inspiration. Thank you.
0: In your experience, what are some of the reasons many people struggle to lose weight? Is it because they do kind of what you tried to do?
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the big reasons people try, you know, have so much trouble is they go on a diet. And I know it's just a little tiny bit of a difference, just a tweak in the phrase, but that's not the same as changing your diet. So going on a diet is something that you do temporarily. It's usually quite restrictive, um, and the big payoff, of course, is to get to goal. And then once you get to goal, you go off the diet.
0: You go right back to your your old ways, right, not everybody does though, right
1: right, not everybody does and and then that's the difference of changing your diet, so that's when you look at what you're eating, how you're eating, why you're eating, and you start to make just little adjustments to make it healthier and to keep it satisfied so that when you lose weight and get to goal these little adjustments that you've made are things that you can continue to do so you can maintain that weight loss. So when you did that, you change. did you change the diet
0: for your whole family or did you start eating what you were already serving to them?
1: You know, for the most part, I started eating what I was already serving. Uh, the interesting thing was I started bringing in more fruits and vegetables for snacking and the kids, we had chips and cookies in the cupboard, and the kids were going for the fruits and vegetables that I was eating to the point where we'd go through a bag of apples or through a bag of baby carrots practically as soon as they got home. You know, I'd get home from the supermarket, and it wouldn't take long before we'd go through them. And meanwhile, there'd be open bags of cookies and chips that were actually getting stale, and I'd be tossing them. So you know, it was exactly what I wanted. I taught the kids better habits without having to tell them what to do. They just wanted to eat what I was eating and enjoying.
0: And you started following your own good advice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Matt, but some people, though, they have a
0: a relationship with food that is complicated. Um, and so even if they tried to do what you did, it might still be difficult for them
1: yeah, that's true because, you know, food is more than just something you eat because you need calories for your body to do its, you know, for energy for your body. And and food is something that a lot of people, when they feel bad, they turn to food because they get kind of an instant gratification. For a while, you're feeling good because the food is tasting good and you're kind of stuffing down your feelings. And, and then there's people who use it for... um you know, a lot of different emotions, not just when you're feeling bad, but when you're feeling good. Uh, There's another thing that's called hedonistic eating, and that is real feelings of hunger. So, you know, when somebody says, just don't eat if you're not hungry. Well, if you're a hedonic eater, you're feeling true hunger symptoms, but it's coming from your head, not from your body needing more calories for fuel. And typically when you're a hedonic eater, you're also eating the foods that are highly palatable. So they're higher in fat and sugar and calories and so forth. Um, But it's really hard because if you've got an urge to eat that feels like, man, I really need food. I'm going to pass out if I don't eat right now. Even if you've just had a full meal half an hour ago, it's, it's very hard to, you know, separate the hedonic eating with the real need for food and to learn how to control that and it can be done but you first have to understand how to what the different signals are the different cues to eat
0: and i would think that somebody who has those kinds of issues would need some additional help i know that there are there are groups like um fa food addicts and um there are programs to help people who they need additional perhaps some counseling or, or a, a very specific kind of a program
1: yeah um they they need to, you know, learn some ways to manage that, to kind of talk to themselves, to say, I know what's going on. I understand the urge to eat and I have ways that I can manage that. So it, it's kind of like turning to anything that you would use to, uh, you know, avoid coping with what's really going on. Right. Well,
0: tell me, are there any diets that work? Do they all fail because most people go on them and then go off them when they meet their goal?
1: Um, you know, it's funny because of course I, I really promote the idea of eating healthy and, you know, making sure that you're getting enough nutrients for the calories that you're taking in and to balance that with more exercise. But there, but there's other ways to lose weight that for some people it works. So it's hard you know, you need to find what works for you. It has to be your diet. You can't say to somebody, wow, you lost 50 pounds. Tell me exactly what you did, exactly what you ate. I'm going to do that too. That won't work. You really have to find your own way. Right. So
0: I've heard of diets like the grapefruit diet, the, uh, what, the high protein diet, low protein diet. Th- those are the ones that you have to watch out for
1: you do have to watch out and of course there's you know always new fad diets so there's like a paleo diet right now where you know allegedly you're eating what our forefathers ate which I think is very interesting that anybody really thinks that in 2016 you can eat the way cavemen ate but um <laughs> right. but you know what while I'm kind of making fun of it for some people they tweak it and it works for them so it wouldn't be my choice but you know it 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 can work. So your choice, I want you to
0: go over it again. What do okay. you think that people need to be eating in general to maintain a healthy weight?
1: Well, I think that eating a plant-based diet is a good idea, but that doesn't mean you have to stop eating, you know, animal products like meat and butter and cheese, but eating a lot of plants uh, things that grow in the earth are is a great way to start. And then thinking more of um if you're if you're gonna be eating meat, smaller portions, leaner cuts of meat, um and you know for a lot of people too, meat is is really a good way to stay feeling full and satisfied. And that's like the next point I wanna make is it's important that you're eating food that stays with you and keeps you feeling full and satisfied. And again, that's kind of a personal thing because you can, and that's another thing that drives people crazy. You hear all of the things that you should be eating because they'll keep you feeling full. Some will work for some people, some won't. So like some people say, if I eat carbs, I'm hungry immediately, but yet other people are, you know, when I eat whole grains, um, I stay feeling full for hours. It, it, Levels off my blood sugar. The the fiber, you know, helps to keep those sugar highs and lows from happening, and I stay feeling full and satisfied. So, it, it's a little bit of listening to your body, trusting your body, and then you do need to be mindful of calories. Whatever you're doing, if you're eating too many calories, you won't lose weight. Are you so, rig- are you
0: personally rigid about that counting calories?
1: I am not. I really believe in What I've learned at Weight Watchers, which is called flexible restraint, so I kind of look over what I've eaten for the day, and if it looks like I've gone a little higher in calories than I intended to, then I don't beat myself up, I don't try to, you know, make up for those extra calories the next day, I kind of put that day behind me and then start the next day just looking to be within that calorie range where I know I'm comfortable.
0: And you remind me that um, doesn't it happen sometimes that if a person is trying to lose weight, they're um, on a diet or whatever, and they decide to have a donut hole or a french fry, and suddenly they've binged on the entire bag or box, uh, beating themselves up, saying, Well, I'm a loser. So they go off their diet. They go, yeah.
1: and, And it's funny, too. That's what you'd like. Some people become very rigid, and I can't have French fries, and I can't have donut holes, and I can't have ice cream. I can't, I can't, I can't have all of these things. Can't have pizza. Can't have lasagna. And then they eat something like that, and then they say, "Well, now I've wrecked everything. It doesn't matter what I do now." And right, like you said, go off their diet. And I'm thinking this would be like if you were driving down the road and you got a flat tire. And you could either, well, I would call AAA, but you could you could either get out and fix the tire, or you could get out and say, well, now I'm never going to get where I'm going, my car is no good, take the tire iron out, and instead of using it to the tire off so you can replace it with your little donut tire you just start beating your car all over smashing the headlights take out a knife make the rest of the tires flat until this car is never going to get where it needed to go where it would have been it would take you a little longer to fix the tire and then get to your destination but it could have been easily done
0: right so i think humans are good at beating themselves up sometimes and getting in their own way
1: right and they think they're doing it because it's going to help them and and the better way to go would be to coach yourself so all right today this is what i did i know what led up to this i know what the event was that led up to me doing this so next time i find myself facing that event this is where i want to go instead i want to do this differently so you know rather than beat yourself up and you know say why did i do this and i guess never going to lose weight and it's in my genes and I have no willpower and on and on and on, turn it around to say, where did this come from? How did it happen? What do I do next time? So I get a different outcome. And, and when you start thinking that way, it, it colors everything that you do. So not only helps you to lose weight, but all of a sudden you start looking for solutions on all kinds of problems that come up in your life rather than looking for how it's going to stop you. And
0: being active plays an important role too both in helping you to burn calories but in helping you to feel better about yourself
1: absolutely and and you know one of the, they say that sitting too much is the new smoking as far as um, you know being bad for your health but it also the longer you sit all your body processes slow down so that, you know, your resting metabolism, now you're burning fewer calories sitting, and your body is even breaking down fats differently when you sit for long periods of time. So, one of the easiest things that you can do that has a huge effect on how well you're going to feel and also your weight loss and your weight maintenance is to try to break up every hour of sitting with five minutes of moving.
0: I have an app that I use because I am apt to sit in front of my computer writing blog posts for hours on end. Um, it, it's called tomato and it's a, it's a timer that allows you to sit there for 25 minutes and then it goes off and, and it commands you to take a five minute break.
1: <laughs> and it's great, I've got one it's called time to move, which works pretty much the same way because it, it is like you said it's easy to to realize you know just sit and all of a sudden you realize, Wow, well, I sat down at noon, and it's 3 o'clock now, and I have not moved except to type. I'm guilty. <laughs> well, so we're
0: doing this interview near the end of the year when many people are taking stock of uh, how they live their lives and uh, how they maybe didn't eat well or get enough activity. And they're thinking about their New Year's resolutions. But uh, you've got something to say about resolutions to lose weight, don't you?
1: I do, and again, it's not so much to just do things specifically to lose weight. Um, it's more do things that enhance your life, and while they're enhancing your life, they also will help you to lose weight.
0: Okay, so I want to mention here that you also write a blog uh, for Bangor Daily News. It's called See You Lighter the user-friendly way to manage weight. And I noticed that in a recent post, you offered up some positive New Year's resolutions. So can you share some with us?
1: Yes, um, I'd love to. And, and you're right. It's five resolutions, and none of them is to go on a diet. Some of these resolutions, and this one really sounds weird because I just finished talking about, you know, eating to be healthier and eating to lose weight. And now I'm going to say one of the resolutions is to love my food. And, again, that's one of the reasons why people have trouble losing weight. They give up everything they love, and they eat what they don't like because they were told that's what they should be eating to lose weight. And also, um, if you don't eat what doesn't taste good, you're going to eat less of it. And we find out that doesn't work. So, so each person should eat only food that tastes good. And I'm not saying to give up the nutrition and the quality of the food. But if it doesn't taste good, there's something else you can eat that will give you the similar nutrients. For example, the, omega, uh, the omega-3 the omega fatty acids we know are so good for you, and you can get them in sardines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you hate sardines, don't eat sardines. You can get those same fatty acids in, in walnuts.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good news for me.
1: <laughs> same news here um so so when talking about loving food also foods that are naturally nutrient dense and with a low energy content which means low calories so for instance an orange full of nutrition but for very few calories and and also eat more foods that are fresh and unprocessed so you know pretty much the way they appear in nature without Maybe just cooking, but not going into a factory and having a lot of things added, and coming out and being in little packages, little cellophane packages. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, and and also, and this is a big one, is eating mindfully. So you know, as much as possible. And I know for a lot of people, you're on the run and it's hard to do this. But when you get a chance, sit at the table. Set the table, eat slowly, take time to enjoy the bites, maybe sip water in between your bites, chew thoroughly, but really take the time to get satisfied with the food that you're eating.
0: Instead of just shoveling it in your mouth or sitting there mindlessly eating while you watch TV? Exactly.
1: And if you are going to eat something while you're watching TV it's much better to measure it and put it in a bowl than to eat right from the bag. Because if you eat from the bag, next thing you know, the bag is gone. And you didn't get any more pleasure than if you had just had a small serving that you slowly out of a bowl. You know, it's it's funny, uh,
0: maybe a year, year and a half ago, the weight started to creep up for me. I, I find that as you get older, it's more challenging. Your metabolism slows down or something. Yep. So I decided to cut down on portions and I was not happy about it at first, but I began to appreciate every morsel so much more than I did before. It's exactly what you were just saying. I um, maybe cut some portions in half, and I just learned to, like you said, love my food more.
1: Yeah, it's it's so important, and you know, the funny thing is, is that you mentioned how at first you didn't like it, and and if you went back now one day and said, you know what, I'm just going to eat as much of whatever, as I used to have, just to give myself a treat, you put it on your plate, you eat what you're now used to eating, and you don't want to finish the rest. You realize, you know what? I actually am satisfied now. Absolutely. smaller serving. I was kind of shocked by that,
0: too. As I said in the beginning, I wasn't happy. I felt like I was being forced to do something I didn't really want to do. But then as I got into it, I found that smaller portions filled me up. And when I tried to eat more, I felt full.
1: Yeah. And it's funny too, because you, you know, like when you're in a habit of overeating, you don't feel full until you're uncomfortable. That's what full is, and that's sort of what feels normal to you. And then when you start to cut down on your portions and you get used to eating smaller amounts and you recognize that you're full sooner, you realize that on the rare occasion that you do overeat, that really full feeling that you used to have after every meal is not pleasant at all. It's no. enough to make you not want to do that again for a long time. Well, did
0: you get to all the positive New Year's resolutions? Well, one we covered already
1: was sit less and then um active play and I'm not against the gym, but If you don't go to the gym, you still need to do some more intensive kind of physical activity. And so one of the good ways to do that is to play, doing whatever it is that you enjoy. So try to do 30 minutes a day. So if you felt guilty because I'm just playing and I'm wasting time with so many things I need to do now, it's, I need to do 30 minutes of playing because it's helping me to lose weight, it's helping me to burn calories, it's good for me, it keeps me healthy. So you reframe that so that you don't feel guilty about playing.
0: That's a great idea. I see that you like to play with your
1: grandchildren. I do. (laughs) And I know you have a granddaughter that... And right now, she probably keeps you jumping just because babies need motion to keep them calm.
0: That's right. But I do spend, when I'm with her, I do spend a lot of time just sitting there staring at her. Oh, I (laughs) can (laughs) imagine. Well, is there anything else you would like to add that you think would be helpful for someone trying to lose weight?
1: Um, I think the most important thing is that it's something that people can do. And, and yet we hear about so many failures that a lot of people go into this thinking, well, I'll give it a shot, but I'm probably going to fail too. So turn that around and say people lose weight and they keep weight off. It's something people can do. I can do this. And it, just that belief in yourself and, and you continue to say that and you coach yourself instead of focusing on the negative, you say, okay, here's what I'm going to do next. Here's how I make a different outcome for myself. Just just keep those positive messages running in your head, and this is something you can do. We don't know how long it will take, but never give up, and it will happen.
0: I love your positive attitude, and so we will end on that positive note. Thank you so much, Jackie, for taking the time to talk with us today. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to the Catching Health podcast. I've been talking with Jackie Kahn, who is the general manager of Weight Watchers of Maine, and she also writes the blog, See You Lighter. You'll find it on the Bangor Daily News website. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, send me an email, diane at dianeatwood.com. You can connect with me on Twitter, at Catching Health, and Catching Health is also on Facebook. For more health reporting that makes a difference, please check out my blog at catchinghealth.com.